podcast. Today I'm going to talk about the relationship between uh, music and poetry. Uh, is there a clear relationship between uh, the form of a piece uh, and the form of a poem? Maybe the way uh, a story uh, is created, the way a story is told, uh, or maybe even if there is a relationship or similarity between the form of a piece of music and uh, the plot of a story or a movie or a uh, or a drama this is an interesting uh, interaction relationship between these two world music and uh, literary forms and of course it's huge uh, it's a, a dimension of uh, creativity where somehow we can find lots of uh, uh, meaning in words, meanings that are not literal and therefore have to do with a uh, creative world, maybe a subconscious dimension and the imaginative uh, dimension that is very hard to transform in words, but nevertheless we find it in, 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 in words, uh, most more particularly in, um, in poetry, but at the same time uh, very often when we listen to music we are uh, creating stories that uh, are made of uh, the same material that uh, stories are made of um, we sometimes imagine literal stories we sometimes imagine characters and so uh, today I want to take an example and somehow investigate uh, this relationship um, in a um, just playful way let's see where this goes very often in class i must say with uh, with students comes out the the topic of how a particular uh, passage of music can be seen can be felt as a sentence as a phrase how a particular section of a piece of music can be seen as the development of a story as if there was a plot to follow obviously it's a very complicated topic and i don't uh, i don't aim at uh, exhausting it in one go absolutely not but perhaps what we can do today is seen uh, is looking at uh, one uh, very particular uh, passage out of the uh, millions <laughs> probably available and see whether we can uh, investigate a bit this uh, relationship so i chose mozart uh, because modern music somehow epitomizes a quality of uh, all great art. Uh, it, it music is, it is able to speak to the heart uh, through being simple. Uh, simple, so simple sometimes that uh, the deep complexity it emerges from is often hidden to the eye or obviously in the case of music is hidden to the ear. Uh, Mozart, as uh, most of you I'm sure know, has a particular interest for theatre. Um, he seems to understand how music can uh, reflect the human character depicted in a play. And here uh, comes the title of the podcast, uh, Human to Human. Indeed, Mozart seems to be able through music to get to the core of uh, uh, human nature so uh, in literary art and i'm thinking plays novels poetry uh, the story is communicated 
through uh, language. Uh, music tells uh, stories too, but obviously it cannot rely on the same shared logic and syntaxes of uh, language. A note is not like a word, doesn't carry the same meaning, the same shared meaning. So what a good composer for theater does is to bring out all that is enclosed but not apparent in the words the poetic the beautiful the emotional in other words the human dimension of a word um, so theater in mozart is uh, possibly the link between language and music between logic between logic and feeling the plot of a story somehow develops uh, intelligibly because there is a logic attached to it but nevertheless there are all sorts of feelings that play a part into this plot and uh, music has the potential to uh, bring them to the surface um, it's eventually a link between the individual and the universal because a story between characters might be very an individual context situation but uh, the emotions and the feelings might uh, be universal and uh, uh, intelligible understandable by everyone uh, the example that i took for today is uh, it's not from theater and uh, the reason being it would be in a sense easy to take uh, finished work which is uh, music that mozart has uh, created for some uh, already written librettos or, or theater scene and see and, and it would be interesting to investigate how he has depicted musically that particular scene which is something that mm, i've heard many times done by other people but um, in this case i would take uh, an example of just music only without words and see whether we can find human uh, character in it. The example is uh, a sonata for piano. This is a sonata in G major. K283 uh, is written in uh, in 1775 when um, he was roughly uh, 19 years old and uh, it goes like this. <laughs> is the uh, beginning of the first movement but <laughs> I tricked because what I wanted to talk about is the mm, beginning of the second movement the andante and here it is In the first level, I'd say, 
bridging words and music happens through melody uh, melody and especially when it is sung already suggests a relation between uh, uh, music sound and uh, the spoken sentence uh, a phrase uh, the length of our breath is what holds a string of words syllables or notes together and the way we speak is usually by putting emphasis on certain parts of uh, a sentence through intonation through pause through duration so it makes sense that the cadence meaning the pace and emphasis of uh, the syllables is what gives uh, depth to our words you 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 know you can hear easily the difference between uh, a robot uh, speaking uh, something like this uh, without no emphasis no intonation whatsoever and uh, and then the way we normally speak where we uh, highlight by intonation uh, certain syllables or through pauses through uh, silences or or stressing one syllable versus another um, melodies uh, of course are uh, the first way of thinking of music as a as a language if we communicate through words phrases sentences that deliver an intention deliver a content an idea then each melody can be uh, delivering exactly like that a sentence a, a phrase a, a concept an idea mm? that's the first uh, basic level but there is a second level and uh, i would say is uh, uh, meter 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 is uh, the way syllables are rhythmically organized in a line the degree to which words flow in a speech in a sentence in a poem has to do enormously with the inner rhythm of uh, what the rhythm of the syllables combined uh, between uh, the ones with emphasis and the ones uh, without so you probably remember from your uh, classes uh, uh, of uh, on poetry at school that uh, there are heavy uh, or stressed uh, syllables strong syllables in in italian we were calling them and uh, uh, light ones and whenever for example the word syllable has um, uh, more than one syllable uh, then you you realize that there is only one strong mm, syllable within it and so in this case is the first syllable of the word syllable is strong the other two are weak so the combination of um, rhythm the combination pardon me of a strong syllable uh, within a sentence is what gives a particular flow and a particular rhythm and sometimes uh, the rhythm is uh, better more flowing more uh, uh, linear and musical uh, and sometimes it isn't um, in music the meter is uh, set at the very beginning uh, like a, it's a time signature usually and uh, that's uh, that's the way we s we think uh, music in meter terms uh, 
meter aims at suggesting the performer what is the underlying cadence onto which the entire piece is built. As a matter of fact, when we learn, for example, 4-4, four, four, we think uh, 1, 2, 3, 4. 1, 2, 3, 4. That is the general underlying cadence onto which the music is set. Uh, the composer can either take advantage of it, as in the very beginning. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, etc. Or write music somehow against it, emphasizing an important word by putting it uh, in an unusual spot or by emphasizing a non-important word by putting it an, in an important place like the downbeat for example you see how this dissonance is even more emphasized because uh, it's a strong part of the bar we expect this so it's like uh, the wrong note on the strong beat which uh, is a way of emphasizing uh, the, the the cadence the tension uh, that leads towards the resolution on that chord so um, meter then is our second level the next level is the poetic line which which is uh, uh, the sentence, the actual sentence, the specific sequence of words chosen to express something, where the syllables are organized to achieve fluent, pleasant delivery, and where the emphasis is placed on the stressed syllables of my preference. Uh, there is some traditional way of organizing words in a line to make it uh, flowing, and um, uh, not every uh, word of every sentence uh, fit that uh, typical flow. Centuries of the poetic traditions have um, agreed on what are the most uh, effective ways of uh, structuring the rhythm of a poetic line. Um, for for example, in many European languages, uh, the po poets have agreed on. Uh, uh, lines that have an odd number of syllables uh, they think and per perhaps we all agree that uh, they flow better than even numbers so lines that have five seven nine or eleven syllables uh, generally speaking flow better this applies to classical and pre-classical poetry but also much of uh, modern poetry too um, they seem to, to flow better in a other way we can say they seem to be more musical uh, so let's have a quick look at the first uh, uh, phrase and um, perhaps you can say uh, that there are uh, some odd number of syllables okay one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Ah, that's uh, such a coincidence, right? Uh, then. Wait, the 
this is a lot of notes does that mean that everything is a syllable in here every note is a syllable i'm not convinced by that i suspect that mozart like a proper composer is um, able to ornament uh, main notes and main syllables and in a sense the score gives us a, a few hints uh, for example the this note which starts right that note is actually a um, appoggiatura which suggests us that the singer is really just singing the same syllable but ornamented um, as a result you hear more than one note on the same syllable the original term for this is melisme and um, uh, so how many how many uh, syllable will this phrase have um, so perhaps we could go to the harmonic skeleton of this uh, phrase and see whether and see whether uh, this fits a, a poetic number of syllable this seems to be reasonable uh, these are five notes Okay, and on two each, Mozart has uh, has created its own melodic ornamentation. So five notes once again um, seems to fit a classical way of uh, creating a poetic verse. So the first two uh, uh, the first two uh, lines of this uh, musical poem are seven syllables and five syllables. Then the next one is again seven. And after the seven, we have this one. How many are these? Well, we have lots here. This should be four if we look at the score, four notes, but the truth is that once again, we have ornamentation, so it's probably just two. Uh, actually probably yes two and uh, and then we have this dissonance that I played earlier that uh, it might be just an appoggiatura appoggiatura meaning a, a, a syllable a unique syllable spread on two on two words and if it's and if it's the case then once again we have a five syllable uh, verse uh, line one two three four five that's it so uh okay if we maintain the frame and i'm not sh i'm not saying that that's what mozart thought but certainly we can hear that there is some sort of uh, uh, metric uh, uh, consistency and the rhythmical consistency that we can uh, uh, enjoy uh, if we maintain that this is the case we have the first four bars of this piece made up with uh, like uh, four lines of a, of a uh, poem uh, like a stanza seven five seven five those are the numbers of syllables and we also see a little bit more symmetry the first um, 
line is very much the same as the third line while the second is different from the fourth so in terms of uh, rhyming the stanza is organized as a a b a c this makes sense i'll play it again maybe uh, you can hear it this is a square of course but uh, Mozart is a classical composer so um, in bar 5 we have uh, a longer phrase I'll play it that's a two bars phrase but it seems that the two bars are contained within one sentence so is it possible that uh, now this uh, phrase is two lines rather than one or maybe is one line made of more syllables well I think I count uh, nine syllables here uh, we have one two three four five six seven eight nine that's that's the way i count them maybe someone else will count them differently but uh, what what do i mean once again by this is that if i were to put words on it i would probably distinguish uh, a note that has a strong syllable and, no, and a note that doesn't have a strong syllable so for example here there's a strong syllable strong light strong light strong light strong and again only these long notes to me would have a longer syllable and later on we'll see how in the in the final layer final level of relationship between music and uh, and um, poetry you'll see how uh, making this distinction might just give us more meaning more depth to what we're playing so um, the next phrase is also two bars long and goes like this it's a very long phrase and it's also extremely ornamented very melismatic it's very, really difficult for me to figure out what are uh, what are the what could be the possible syllables that uh, uh, are um, underlined the meter and under it certainly what we can say is that it is long exactly as the previous one uh, compound uh, compiling a, a perfect uh, perfectly metrically consistent answer response to what uh, what you just heard I'm gonna play you the two phrases once one after the other So 
you can hear the uh, perfectly symmetric duration and proportions of these two phrases then uh, at next this is bar nine i want to want to reach the end of this section but uh, uh, you'll see you'll see why at the, at the end of bar nine uh, i mean after this bar nine we have this shorter case so this one seems to be uh, uh, easier to detect perhaps it's a five syllable one two three four five that's how i think of it and of course you can hear uh, melismatic ideas that give us a bit of character already so legato staccato then this broken uh, interrupted uh, little uh, portato notes um, the response is also a bar right these two bars seem to be one the copy and paste of the other but the second is an embellishment an ornamentation of the previous one As in classical poetry, uh, very often the lines are um, very similar in terms of rhythm, in terms of uh, meter, and sometimes even in terms of words. Now at bar 11, we have uh, something more intricate. This uh, is a bit off. What happens here? We have this melody, and this seems to be a very short um, five uh, syllables type of line. Um, one, two, three, four, five. Okay. Then we have the response. The response seems to also be five. One, two, three, four, five. On to that, the previous uh, sentence repeats. So this seems to be a fast sequence of five, five, five lines, uh, five syllable lines. Uh, I find interesting though that uh, he breaks the pattern of um, the original meter what do i mean by that uh, he puts these uh, three short uh, sequences three short phrases in a uh, um, shorter space metrically uh, i'm gonna play you what a uh, lesser composer than mozart would have done i'm gonna play each one each of these three phrases filling a whole bar how metrically uh, predictable and precise you can dance this music is just so uh, square 
Mozart is is playing a little bit with with this and exactly by uh, starting the second phrase in the wrong spot in the wrong moment namely on the last beat of the bar uh, he plays with this uh, uh, expectation of uh, uh, metered organization of the bar how way more surprising is uh, is this melody rather than the one I played just before um, okay in bar we are now bar 13 we reached the end of the sequence and we are as you probably can hear from here from this there's a moment of suspense highlighted by affermata an actual pause Mozart wants us to just stop completely doesn't tell us for how long because it just tell us just stop uh, fermata and which is obviously uh, an opportunity for, for drama but also is uh, a way to tell us uh, the meter is interrupted the poetic content so far at, at least at this point has become so maybe let's say intense that is worth stopping and uh, reboot and restart and here we have the cheeky answer to all this drama right and that's a, a five um, five syllable uh, phrase one two three four five which continues with uh, some sort of echo right on this on this very note in case one would be tempted to add um, words you will have uh, two more syllables making a five syllable line into a seven syllable line okay I think we can move on to um, the next level actually before that I just wanted to add uh, one one little detail um, I, I mentioned earlier that uh, a good composer is uh, able to emphasize a particular uh, spot a particular maybe uh, word by uh, putting in the strong beat of a bar or he does the opposite by um, emphasizing um, an unexpected unpredictable uh, word uh, or maybe uh, note <laughs> by putting it um, in the wrong place of a bar for example between the first and the second beat of a bar which is probably the weakest part of a bar so that's what he does in bar 11 so this high note is very surprising uh, metrically speaking because every line so far every melody that we heard always started on beat one no you don't believe me here we go beat one second bar we have beat one third bar beat one 
6 bar also beat 1 next bar the next phrase is the next phrase is this okay so now we have you see it's off it's odd who knows what is the singer telling us about it's something really important for them it's just shouting it with an octave of uh, of leap or an octave interval and uh, is repeating even the note so you see by placing this note in the in that moment is just telling us look hey, that has clearly to be emphasized the response to each uh, so you see now how this uh, play of accents in the wrong place of the bar uh, is giving an ulterior dimension to this melody um, okay I think um, now we can move on to the uh, next and final level of uh, relationship between music and poetry. Um, I would say that it, this is the most interesting, the deepest, the, the, the one um, possibly also that is most open to subjective interpretation. How um, is melody, rhythm, harmony, meter, maybe even rhyming and phrasing um, giving rise to a character that that is possibly the way in which we um, we connect the two world music and poetry giving rise to a character through all these uh, uh, musical dimensions or, uh, if we were to pick a character uh, someone who uh, uses those notes to say something what would be the character uh, that they likely want to say what type of words would match uh, the composition I often do in class but also for myself when I practice I also try to transform um, a melody into an appropriate context of word maybe just a just a few words because I'm not a poet and uh, and and I'm not very good <laughs> really in coming up with uh, with words uh, as I feel I am at least for improvising or creating composing just music but um, it is certainly it could be very inspiring to do this uh, exercise figure out what can this melody be talking about um, we can look at uh, certain musical choices meaning the notes on the score uh, follow perhaps the hint left by the composer and uh, do some reverse engineering uh, of the poetic content out of the notation that we have in front of us uh, Mozart really gives us a lot of hints um, we need to remember though that his music and certainly in this case is uh, written thinking at the theater so singers and characters sing by themselves about their situation or perhaps take part in dialogues uh, react to and interrupt each other 
So the theater is the place where a lot of things can happen and a musical score uh, might be um, just a timeline of uh, these uh, long and intricate uh, interactions. So um, let's take it from the beginning. We have uh, this phrase and we see musically the articulation is uh, staccato, although with perhaps a bit of pedal. The tempo is uh, a medium, mm, medium slow, it's andante, so uh, the dynamic is piano. The note is repeated, sounds like, uh, given all of that, sounds like someone is uh, hesitating and perhaps even questioning because the melody stays, goes up, stays there for a bit and uh, it does seem like uh, uh, the contour of a question. Uh, I'll play it. Now, the response is more connected, is more lyrical, sounds a little bit free. Uh, so, already by this stage, we have a story, starts with hesitation and continues in free, more free emotion. We have a story, we have a conflict. There are two uh, already quite uh, maybe symbolized in a simple way, in a simple manner, but we have already a dynamic between two slightly different forces, a hesitating and a freer. Then uh, in bar three, the repetition of what we just heard is actually in forte, so sounds like this. Uh, uh, something has has clearly changed. This time, the hesitation seems to be just more assertive. Someone is stating their problem, their question in exactly the same way, but with a more assertive tone. Um, in bar five, we have uh, uh, this, the longer phrase, if you recall. So this phrase is start, uh, starting forte and then continues um, piano. Uh, forte here, then piano. You can tell how uh, some uh, free emotional uh, discourse that starts starts in a more flowing emotional way turns into hesitation, maybe a little bit uh, of uh, timidness and joking. Uh, this. This seems to be the same person now, the same singer that uh, starts very con con convinced and then realizes probably it's not, uh, shouldn't be that convinced anymore because that uh, is probably fe it feels like more hesitating. Then in bar seven, we have uh, that free emotional comment uh, 
uh, is longer and richer. But even this case, the phrase uh, turns into timidness and maybe uh, high-pitched voice, like someone is not entirely uh, serious about what they're trying to say. In bar 9 we have a combination much clearer of uh, what I will call assertiveness and cheekiness. And now timid. But still cheeky. Now in bar 11 we have um, probably the most emphatic moment, the one I was describing earlier, um, because of this lyrical jump. Seems like a, an outspoken command, almost a shout, uh, followed by a timid response. And then this repeats. this time uh, also very assertive uh, that uh, but this time leaves uh, the whole thing in complete silence you remember the the pause that we had earlier um, the cheeky answer closes and uh, turns all the seriousness created so far into a bit of a joke so uh, you see how melody in the hands of Mozart can become really a story of uh, uh, a simple story of conflict between uh, human emotions. Um, I certainly don't want to imply that Mozart had this in mind, but uh, if someone would ask me what word, what character, what type of story would you give, then I will look for I would look for something along this line: timidness. Um, contrasted by assertiveness, hesitation, contrasted by a free, a freer, uh, you know, flow of uh, e emotionality and uh, uh, cheekiness and uh, this type of human emotions. So um, this is a short example of how uh, music becomes human. Mozart is uh, masterful in combining all uh, these layers uh, melody, the rhythm, the meter, dynamics, the phrasing uh, in order to represent through notes what eventually are uh, human conditions that we can all relate to we have seen four different levels of uh, how in a classical piece music and language can combine uh, to make human meaning emerge. The first, uh, as we saw, is uh, the melody. The second is the meter, which is not the same as the rhythm, mind, the distinction. Uh, meter is uh, literally um, measure, is a, is a term that means measure. Uh, meter in music is the way music or words are organized in time according to a consistent pattern for example a combination of stressed and non-stressed syllables or 
a stress and a non-stressed beat in a bar, uh, while a rhythm is what we superimpose on it, on the meter, in order to express something particular. Two uh, different selection of uh, words can be superimposed on a single fixed meter. Just to say, um, a seven syllable line in a poetry can be filled with a variety of um, different words, uh, having a variety of different rhythms, but the underlying meter will be maybe not exactly the same but almost always very similar at least mm -hmm. and in music is not very different in this case for example we have uh, the meter very steady in 4-4 four four, and most of the melodies written by Mozart fit it uh, really well but there are plenty of exceptions one of which is, uh, is this last one where the second melody starts before the beat of the bar, creating, uh, creating a bit of drama. Mm -hmm. So, um, the third level um, is the poetic line, uh, which music translates into the musical phrase. How um, the choice of notes, the melodic contour, the the articulation can uh, be poetic in themselves, how can they develop a particular meaning um, just through their characteristics. And um, at last is uh, the human character, the potential character that can emerge from all the previous dimensions and um, the choice of words and uh, notes. So. Mozart uh, gives us, uh, in this case and in most of his music, Mozart gives us a clear example of how uh, musical dimensions, dynamic, timbre, register, articulation, uh, are eventually devices to express more clearly such character. Thank you everyone for uh, following me in this uh, little investigation mm, within the relationship between uh, music and uh, poetry. I hope you enjoyed it and uh, if you know of any like-minded people uh, interested in uh, music like yourself, feel free to share. Um, also, um, if you like to support the podcast, uh, I don't know if I already said it, but um, well, I say it again, uh, just know that there is a, a Patreon page where you can uh, send uh, your support to me. Um, uh, any amount will be greatly appreciated. Um, knowing that someone uh, listens to this means uh, a, a lot, really. Um, I'm going to also add the link of... Uh, uh, some recording of it. I think uh, recently I heard uh, Mitsuko Uchida uh, performing this, uh, well, he recorded this, and I, th I thought it sounded just perfect. So uh, you can find it in the description of uh, this episode. And uh, I look forward to our next uh, 
um, episode of Where is the Music Podcast. Bye, everyone.